What's up, everybody? Welcome to the High Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. We're here with Mr. Maddie. Maddie, what's going on? No, you know, just here, just done a lovely class of Jiu-Jitsu. Well, open mat. Open mat, you did. Maddie uh, couldn't wake up in time. And class starts at 11 o'clock. Jeez, Maddie. It's a Explain hard, yourself. Man. It's a Saturday. What do you want? <laughs> okay. I like my sleep, man. Sleep is nice. Sleep is nice. It's, uh, it's relaxing. It sure is relaxing. Um, everybody, we're here today not to talk about Maddie's sleeping habits. We're here to talk today about an awesome article. And this article is on the blog, For Those Who Can't Relax. Um, it's something that we talk about a lot when it comes to jiu-jitsu. And here's the thing that you have to set the tone a little bit, the, the context. When you come into a jiu-jitsu class, it becomes like jujitsu is like a whole new world where for the most part, your instincts will get you into big trouble. So if you're like, if you start grappling with somebody, um, first day, first minute, first moment thinking about grapples and somebody comes in and wraps you in between their legs, you're probably going to want to like come in and choke them. This is a game of choking. Maybe you're going to come in and extend your arms and grab onto their neck. Mm. That's kind of like tends to be a bit more of a beginner thing. Uh, and that's going to be an armbar straight away from the bottom. The person, the person on the bottom is going to be licking their lips. Uh, and it's going to be an armbar that's coming straight, straight in there. So a lot of the things that happen in class are like we have to work the instinct and improve the instinct. And when you're fresh and you've never done jiu-jitsu before, it's actually pretty easy to develop that instinct because you're coming in, you're ready to learn, you're ready to practice and do different things in different ways. And you learn how you can do things different. Now, um, one thing that beginners like will do a lot of usually without any prompting is just tensing their muscles as hard as they can. And it's a funny thing with that when you tense your muscles because it implies that everything we do, we try to you know, um, if, if you're not sure about something, if you're about to get swept or, you know, you're, you're trying to do something, the first thing is like really, really squeezing all of the musculature in your body. And that makes you really like stiff, stiff like a board, hard like a rock. Um, it stops your breathing. When you breathe and when you stiffen up, that's all your muscles kind of tightening. And if your muscles tighten, then your breath is going to tighten as well. Um, so... A lot of the times, for those, a lot of the times, what we have to tell beginners is that um, when you come in, the instinct of squeezing yourself and, and, and um, exerting a lot of effort and squeezing your muscles is n not the right way. You have to go completely the other way. It's so much. It would be so much easier to teach jiu-jitsu to somebody that's relaxed, not mega, not hyper relaxed okay but just more relaxed than tight because that tension is gonna hold you back in jiu-jitsu um <clears throat> because we're gonna talk more about that uh, um in this podcast today but maddie when you first what were you like when you first came in were you more of a like a, a strong guy what was your um how did you initiate your jiu-jitsu journey where were you at when you started i mean i think i was a bit of a I wouldn't say I was jacked, but I definitely came in using nothing but energy and force. I think the first time I remember rolling, it honestly felt like uh, I was being strangled by an octopus. Yeah. I'm, I didn't know where my limbs were. I didn't know where my legs were. It was just like, what is going on? Yeah. And so it's almost a natural react, a reaction. You said it yourself. It's kind of this intuitive reaction to go... Oh, I'm going to squeeze, I'm going to tense up, I'm going to grab something. This will make it better. No, I'm just going <laughs> to... <laughs> this will you know, help. You, you, and you see it with beginners. I'm sure I did it too. You, you, When you don't know any better, you see a head, you grab onto it, you put someone in a headlock. And you squeeze. And you squeeze. And you squeeze. And you squeeze. Yes, you squeeze. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think you can't squeeze anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, crazy, my head. And that's what happens, you get cramps. Yeah. Man, I actually, that was something that I used to get a lot of as well. I used to get cramps all the time from squeezing so hard in jiu-jitsu. Well, it happens because... It's 
I, all I'm doing is training my muscle to be tight, and so my muscle would just randomly spasm into tightness. You know, well, um, it's it's a hyper hyper effort because when you use too much effort, look at my ab. Sorry, guys. I'm gonna have to pause this. I think because my ab, I have to get on the ground and do a little cobra. Oh, that's shocking. Ah. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you squeeze too much. Exactly. You've been doing too much black holing. Yeah, oh, well, black hole in class today in the guard. There you go, black hole, beautiful principle. Yeah, uh, such a ha- yeah how to suck the, the energy in the center of gravity inwards. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> that wasn't expected. Um, so, yes, as we were saying, you well, exactly this. This is exactly what happens when you cramp. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're, you're cramping because the muscle like wants to tighten and is is like uh, habitually tightening, even without you tightening it yourself in your own brain. It's tightening itself. Um, so in class, stop using your strength. That's what we gotta. People come in. If you come in the first time, you come in. You train jujitsu. Most probably, people are gonna start saying, "Stop using your strength." And we're back. Sorry about that, guys. Um, as we're saying, it's the perfect, <laughs> perfect example. Um, I was playing guard today, and I was doing a lot of like sitting on my butt. I was wanted to play butterfly guard today because we were practicing it in class, and I wanted to keep practicing. And I think I overdid it with my ab. And it's a regular thing in summertime when I because I, I I sweat. So I did about three four sessions yesterday, and I sweated two geese out heavy. Um, today I sweat heaps and I think it's a lot of the electrolytes a lot of the salts gone um, and that's what creates the cramps but we're here and going back when I started Jits Maddie I was more I was, a, I was lifting weights at the time yep. and I had all these rocky ideas in my head and I thought it was a matter of like you gotta train hard you gotta fight hard um, so I was like just going crazy like when I first came in but I still felt like I was getting choked out by Dr. Puss I didn't know what was going on with someone good with... Look, the people that were just starting out, I'd probably get the better of them because we were just rumbling. Just physicality. Uh, my physicality. I had physicality. Yeah. I was a strong nugget of a like dude. Too young as well, yeah. 20 plus, like lesser. Um, but yeah, like, you know, when when you go and actually start feeling what actual jiu-jitsu feels like to somebody who's, you know, seasoned in it, then you're like, oh, different ball game altogether. And you feel that the person yields rather than fighting where you fight the seasoned practitioners yielding. Mm. And that's why we say today, um, oftentimes when you come into class, people are gonna say to you, stop using your strength, just relax, man, just relax. You huff and you puff and you fight jujitsu as a beginner. We tell you to go easy, relax, not use your strength. You hear us, but you don't listen. You nod your head, yes, yes, I will relax. And the moment you touch gloves, the bulldog is once again off the leash. Like you, 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 if it's, a, if it's something that you continually do and if it's your habit, you're gonna have to remind yourself over and over and over again. We don't blame you for this. I know that your intentions are pure and it's not your fault, the fact that you're going really hard. Your nervous system dictates your behaviors. It's bound by habits that have been formed since your birth. In order to survive, you react to perceived threats in certain ways. You sense it, your body adapts, your breath seizes up, and there you go again, throwing people out of the window of your dojo. Uh, <laughs> Maddie, remember when Professor came into a seminar, he goes, hey, Maddie, and he come up to someone randomly, the person's like, oh, what's he gonna do? And he puts his hand in your face. Yeah. He goes, why'd you blink? That's and it. you're just like, uh, I don't know. You just have this natural reaction. Natural reaction right there, you know? So if someone comes in, they throw, pretend to throw a ball in right at your face, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna cover my face. Ah, you're gonna put your hands up to your yes, head. Absolutely. Instinct right there. Um, hide my face turn away could be anything yep. whatever your instinct says to do and then you know what happens too a lot of times you go into fetal like, yeah, like yeah, ah, and you bring your hips back yep. you know and you bring your elbows to your knees and that's Absolutely. something that we talk about we cover crash clinch is a little technique that we use to um, close distance if someone's like throwing punches or something in front of you um, and we go we do that as well so cover up really tight technically though you know there's, yeah, there's, there's a technique right. to it but you know that's we're using instinct and to be honest, that's something that um... man, that was that was a bit of a sidetrack. But even when uh, when I had my incident with the fire, that was my instinct. This ball of fire coming at me, and I, all I did was just cover up. Yeah. 
and they hit me all, and it, I protected my face. Yeah, you're lucky. I protected my face. That's instinct. That's instinct. I just saw it coming and covered up. You didn't do like go to school to learn how to defend fireballs? Did no, you? no, I didn't. I yeah, just, that's... I just panicked and went ah. <laughs> and that happens. And it's it gonna works. happen. It like man, jujitsu. If you're new at jujitsu too. It, your, your your nervous system, as you said before, you're going to be anxious. Mm-hmm. You know, you get put on the ground. You've got this thing. You have no idea what's going on. And if you're with someone better than you who knows what they're doing, you're, it's going to feel like an octopus. Yeah. You don't <laughs> you don't know where your limbs are. You don't know. You don't understand. You're getting taken you, from you. You know. Yeah. You don't understand. How is my limb going away over there? I I, I want it here. Yeah. Right. And so you just go. I want it here. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just, what happens against a seasoned practitioner is that noise there is only to your demise. Yes. Because the more you try, I know you're getting tired. It's like you're falling. Yeah, A, you're getting tired. You're exhausting yourself and you're also falling into a big black hole. um, And it's going to be very hard, if not impossible, to get out of there. And that's why you have to make a tap and you tap on your partner. Mm. That's going to happen a lot when when you first come to class. Um, As I was saying, uh, Moshe Feldenkrais is the guy that, you know, we, he was like an old um, judoka and he was a scientist and um, physician. And um, uh, he also started, he was doing work in the um, Israeli army, you know, and yeah. they building up Israel way back in the day. Um, really interesting story. And apparently the, the Israelis were being persecuted by the Arabs at the time. And um, the Arabs had knives and swords and then the Israelis didn't have anything so what Feldenkrais did was he created um, like a system of self-defense and it worked based on the instincts of the person so you know if someone comes at you with a knife ah, and your hands come up so if I'm going at you with a knife and I'm hitting the knife downward like a downward facing blade your hands come up to here and then flip, flip, and you come in and you catch the knife yeah ah, and you come into here so the first idea of like working with a knife and working with self-defense is using the instinct of the person. So as we said, like um, your instincts are can be off, but sometimes you want to work with the instincts as well. As in, you can generally tell with instinct that helps you as well. It's not completely wrong. You can tell with it with your instinct when you're in trouble, right? Someone's wrapped around your neck. You're like, oh, this mustn't be good. Yes. Let me bring my chin into my chest, for example. You know, um, so instinct can help sometimes and it doesn't help other times. Okay, and we don't blame you either way because a lot of the time, you, well, you just can't control your instinct. Mm. And so, you know, um, when you come into a class, into a new environment, and there's new people everywhere, and it's new mats, new smells, um, new room, maybe you haven't worn your gi often you know and it's like a different clothing that you're wearing like all of these things make you mm, just like a little bit nervous nervous excited yeah. um and it, and it it's easy for you to really like tighten up and when you tighten up it's not what we're it's not the way to learn and stop the way to move forward absolutely um we're not testing for strength on the mats if jiu-jitsu was a matter of being strong, then there'd be an element of us being at the gym, like doing yep. doing bench presses and deadlifts. And it's not that they're not good, but if we're doing jiu-jitsu, we're trying to minimize the effort. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea about jiu-jitsu, man, is minimal effort for maximal returns. It's the gentle art, and that's the way we're gonna do it. The gentle art works when we're kind of working um, at, a, at, a, at a reasonable um, level of effort in order to get what we want. Absolutely, I remember, uh Steve Maxwell, Maxwell telling us a story about how he, when he was training, I think he was he was saying he was training uh, Hoyce Gracie, I think it was, for one of the UFC fights as yeah. a strength and conditioning coach. And Hoyce just was so used to, he couldn't create, not couldn't, but Steve Maxwell was saying he was having trouble getting Hoyce to get that tension in his body to do some of the workout exercises, yeah. you know, these explosive movements. Because for Hoyce, he was always trying to be as relaxed as possible in yep. jiu-jitsu to feel it and to go with it rather than fight against it. Yeah. So just an interesting step, you know, point of view that this is one of the best. And he was saying he wanted to be relaxed and mm-hmm. he didn't want to be tense. Because how can he go? How can I go with you if I'm fighting against you? Yeah. Wow. That's a very. Yeah. That's a big, big topic right there, Maddie. Because 
I like what Hoist was doing there. I like the fact that he's still relaxed in the gym. Mm. And I think you can do that too. And I definitely, look, here's what I think. I think you need minimal effort. Yes. Minimal. Sometimes the effort that's required to accomplish your goal is at a level of five out of 10. But if it's if it was to be four, if you could go to four out of ten, but you wouldn't achieve the, the the goal required, then that's not enough. If you were at seven out of ten, but you could drop it to six and drop it to five in order and still get the job done, then that's too much effort. Mm. So there's always going to be a gauge of how much you want to exert. Yeah. But I think I'm like hoisting the gym as well, where I don't like necessarily like squeezing things and forcing things. You want it to feel natural. I want it to be as easy as possible. And I also don't load so much weight that I have to like really, really squeeze myself because I don't want to cook my body. I don't want to like get mega sore. Um, I don't want to push myself in that realm so much in the gym. So maybe, maybe Hoist is onto something there too. And Steve. Um, yes, because here's why, Maddie. This is what I love about jujitsu, And this is what I'm mega passionate about. Our aim isn't to make you stronger. Our aim is to understand how to best utilize your skeleton at all times. During conflict, as in through self-defense, understanding how to find leverage. During playful roles, when we're rolling jiu-jitsu and we're grappling and I'm trying to sweep and submit and all of that. And in all of life, we are trying to use, I'm, and you as coaches of hire, this is a big job helping people understand how to use their body better on the mats and off. Yeah. That's huge. So for example, the, um, getting out of bed, getting up off the couch now has become so much fun for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because whilst my wife like has, like she pulls herself forward and then like springs up and I just looked at it now and it looks like so, so effortful and I'm like, and then she's like, shut up, I'll get up how I want. I'm like, okay, fine. I won't, I won't talk about that. Like, I, won't, I won't bring jujitsu to you standing up off the couch. Yes. But we can. Yep. And then what you can do is kind of like use your body better. So push into the back of the couch, into the bottom of the couch with your feet. And that just sends your head up so easily, so lightly. It's like bridging. So pushing through the ground to lift your hips up. Yeah. That's, um... Um, so, 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 so we've also got like this really heavy door, this really heavy sliding door at home. And now it's not a matter for me, and with my sore shoulder as well, for me, I, I do not ever like squeeze my arms and like try to push it now. What I'll do is go behind the door, bring my elbow to my, the front of my body, ah, and just yeah. like lean into the door. And it's so light, it's so easy, so like I don't have to work one little bit and this door closes. And if we can develop this idea of A, skill in knowing how to use your body better, and more importantly, a desire to make things easier. That's like, these are two things that just absolutely, like that, that, that completely change your life through jujitsu. We can come into jujitsu and we can start like, I want to beat Maddie, I want to choke him, I want to armbar, I'm going to beat him. And you can start practicing your points and doing all of those things. And of course, there's, it's a game and you win and you lose games. But the bigger picture is... I want to learn and I want to teach our students how to use their body better. You know, and in the course of learning that, you win some, you lose some, you play comps, you win some, you lose some, but the whole time you're getting better and you're improving and you're learning leverage. And leverage is using your skeleton relative to your opponents, relative to the ground. Relative to the couch. Relative to the couch, relative to the bed, relative to the door, relative to your boss at work when you have to do some negotiating with them. Relative to everything, you know, that's the beauty. And that's why we want to be coming into class. And that's also why you want to relax. Because you want to, you want to yield. You want to tap to the process. It's going to take time. The process is going to take time. It's going to take a, a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of repetition. So that these techniques, so that these lessons and concepts and principles seep into your head. So it's important that you relax, not just your muscles around your body, but Relax your brain too. Um, yeah, note can. that one down. We're going to talk about that later. Relax my brain. Yep. Right. Your skeleton is your strength, not your will. Can you talk about that, Maddie? What do you think about that? Your skeleton is your strength and not your willpower. My willpower, 
I won't say it's necessarily my ability to squeeze, but it's my, my heart and my drive to win. And if my drive to win... Uh, you can't teach heart, man. Well, it's not even you can't teach heart, but I mean, if I'm relying on my drive to win, I'm putting all my effort into something, right? Because that depends on how much I want to win. Yep. Whereas if I, or how much I want to be strong. Whereas once I realize I can just frame uh, and switch to, say, a survival kind of mm. uh, frame of fighting rather than a winning, I can just frame and hold you at bay. I'm, like, I'm safe here. I'm not in the best position, but I'm safe. I've got a really nice side control here. I've got good frames. You can't come and come on top of me. You don't have too much weight on me. Yeah. I can wait. I'm, I'm okay. You know, uh, it's frames. My, my skeleton is my strength there. Mm-hmm. I don't have to hold you up. It's not like I'm bench pressing you off. That's a very beginner thing to do. You get underneath side control or mount, you just bench press. Get off me. It's like, okay, thanks Amber. for your arms. Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, this is a big point here. The fact that your skeleton is your strength and not your willpower. And it takes I takes a long time to learn that. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's hard. It's Should like there's a fine line there because look, as much as I'd love to be, um, I love to talk about quality jiu-jitsu and framing and leverage. Mm-hmm. When me and you are at it, it takes some work for me to submit you, for, like for you to submit me. It takes work, does it not? You're not walking the park. I'm no walking the park. Mm when I roll with like a lot of good people against the white belt, of course, I can just close my eyes and we're good. Most white belts, of course. Okay. Um, against people that know what they're doing, like there's, we can't rely on willpower. I'm not saying that it's going to be so easy and it's going to be the most calm, relaxed, easy journey possible. Cause that guy's the guy that you're going up against probably isn't good enough for you then like, you know, to give you that, that, that battle. So in the heat of a battle, there will be a requirement of willpower, definitely. Yes. But think about where, how you're using it and how you're exercising that willpower. Mm-hmm. Are you relying on that willpower for situations that, you know, willpower doesn't help? That's what you're talking about, the framing. You know, some, rather than kind of forcing something and holding something really hard with your muscles and having it burn and trying to like... Um, hold it there you can connect your legs into the ground you know come onto your side and make a frame with your arm and these are things that, so we're always improving on the technique and at the same time like this little elements of willpower so in class when we're playing jiu-jitsu that's the time to put the willpower aside put it away it's the tuesday class that maybe sometimes you know you're just looking for one more millimeter then you can get your leg in then you can get your guard back that's a situation where you might be able to use it like you will be using a little bit more willpower. You're invited to use that willpower. When you're in a competition and both of you really want it, that's a time. Use your willpower there. But when you're practicing, when you're training, when you're learning, you're in the lab, I don't think that's a time for willpower. I think that's a time to just be very curious and be very receptive to um, good technique and always, always hungry for technique. Why and I feel like we have to kind of separate the technique with the willpower. Why do we call it training? We're training things. We're training so that when we need to use our willpower, yeah. we have skill, skill behind it, yes. Rather than just... Yeah, in, brute. Yeah, brute, brute power. Like, so willpower is, in, is very good. But at the right time, when this is the time to go easy training is the time to go easy and learn Mm -hmm. did you ever did you play soccer as a kid i played soccer for ages from the age of like four when when you when you went to soccer when you went to soccer training did you just play a full game depending on the coach we had a few terrible coaches okay Okay, so you just like training just play soccer (laughs) or did you do but for the most part we did little drills you did drills you did dribbling drills drills, defensive drills passing tackling shooting jumping all of the above. Running, yes. So that's training. We're training. Yeah. And there is a class. There is a time to put it together, and that's not a bad thing. But for the most part, we're training to learn that our skeleton is our strength. Yep. Yes. When you learn how to use your bones, you can pick and choose where you, where you need to grit your teeth and force your willpower. But you're not really relying on it. And to be honest, as a white belt, if you're hearing this and you're at the point where you're having to relax and people are saying, you gotta relax, man, you gotta relax. No willpower for you. 
there's gonna be a few little strategies after this that take all the willpower away. Look, because when you take away the force during training, you're free to sense the intricacies that make jujitsu the gentle art. You have to pull back that effort, pull back that desire to win, that desire to make it happen, and just explore what is happening. Because when you explore what is happening, then you can see how to make these little baby adjustments that make it all better. That's very important. Like today, for example, we did a little butterfly drill. You missed out, Maddie, in class. It's a beautiful little, hey, um, hi to students. Pedro Saron Line is Jeff Curran's um, butterfly guard series. Um, very, very awesome resource. And a few little details there that made Jeff Curran's butterfly sweep just beautiful. Butterfly sweep, and then we went to a variation of the sweep. Then we did the guillotine, then we did a triangle. Um, and all of those things are there. Now, if I'm there and I'm trying to force it from the first step, I can't think about what my partner will do next. Mm -hmm. I'm getting in his way, I'm getting in my own way. The willpower is getting in the way. Put it aside. So what would you do here, Maddie? I'd do this, okay? Then feel where your body can naturally flow, naturally move, how you can move it, and get to the space with little effort, minimal effort. So imagine um, you got a leak in the house, and it's on the roof, the leak's always gonna find its way to the ground, right? No matter where. Absolutely. Yeah, no matter where it gets stuck, like it might get stuck some places, but it's gonna drip. It's always gonna find the path of least resistance, that little bit of water. Be water, my friends. Like you gotta adapt to the environment and you just gotta find the flow. Where is it? Where can you go? Go that way. Um, and if, will, if water had willpower, it'd be like, and it's like, you know, on the ceiling. It's not, doesn't have water, doesn't have willpower, it's just water. Okay, so it's gonna be looking around, looking around, finding the gap, finding the little spot, blah, there you go, it comes through there. Um, and that's what, that's how you're gonna learn jiu-jitsu so much better. Rather than being like a block of force, okay, and stopping things from happening, that's what Professor calls in, when he calls the anti-jiu-jitsu, anti-jiu-jitsu. Um, anti-jiu-jitsu implies that you're stopping things. You don't wanna stop things. You wanna relax and let things happen so that you can counter them. Absolutely. I don't want my only tool to be a hammer for every situation. Mm -hmm. I wanna be able to get out the jack. I wanna be able to get out the chisel when I need to. Yeah, but if you're, if you're just slamming your way through that with the <laughs> yeah, hammer. If I'm there with it, well, that's if I've, got a, if I've got a chisel and my only way of using it is with a hammer and going bang, 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 bang. bang. Well, I'm not really going to very delicately carve out a, a... You're going to break a lot of things. I'm going to break all the marble I'm trying to carve into a beautiful masterpiece. Yep. Whereas maybe you just need a little bit of like a, a little mini pick or something, you know. Absolutely. Just like tap it like slightly. Um, we need... We're, we're building skills. We're learning. We're building tools. Okay, um, and it's not a time, it's a time to relax to do this stuff. Then, yeah, like when you eventually do need to let the dog out, you're crisp. Let the dog out, you're crisp, you're fresh. Sorry, like dogs. No, so I'm talking about, there's a, there's a UFC fighter. Don't bring the dog out of me. I think it's Ally Kinta who's fighting. Sorry guys, that came up in my head. <laughs> so, um, but honestly, you know, when you do go into that role, when you do go into that, you know, advanced class, when you do go into a competition, you're crisp, you're fresh, you're efficient and you're effective and you're ready to do what needs to be done for the situation at hand. Mm. But that's you using your skills now. Those skills that you've been, been like developing, now use them, but don't put your A game, don't be like at your absolute best all the time because that's not how you're gonna learn, it's how you're gonna stay static. And especially white belt, blue belt, purple belt. You know, even black belt, brown belt. Man, we're learning. We're practicing. I'm always wanting to learn. I'm not, I am not content with the things I know. Promise you that. So like, how would a, how would a white belt be? You're there to learn. Open yourself up. Open things up. Relax. There it goes again. Now, always go back to the technique because that's where the leverage is found. This is how the technique flows into the organization of your bones, your muscles, and your nervous system, and connects with your partner and with the earth. As in, if you're stiff like a board, you can't connect into anybody. You're just like, the, the, the energy just sits within you. If you can relax, 
you can find connection from from the ground through to your partner. If you guys have come into class, sorry, if you guys have come to class, um, let's say the, the, the cross body escape when you regain the guard. It's all about connecting through the ground with your anchor foot and then find the floating leg and connect that through your partner too. Okay, and that's how you can find the space. Be like water, find the space, hip escape, move yourself to move your partner. Never trying to just move your partner. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine just on the topic of side control escapes, trying to just muscle your way out of side control isn't very an easy thing to do. No. You need some element of skill to do it. Yeah, and let's say you can muscle your way out of a side control and you're a big guy. Sure, you're a big guy and sure you can do it against people that are smaller than you. Why don't you prepare yourself against another bigger guy? What if a bigger guy comes in? So if you can do that against all the small people in your school, you can just bench press them off side control, Don. Then what happens though, Don went into a competition and went up against this other guy who made Don look small. And I was like, oh shit. So then Don's lucky that he's been practicing like small man jiu-jitsu and his legs are starting to move and all that because he was like running, like, you know, doing really well against that guy because that guy was only like one big strong Hulk. Hulk, you know, he was just going in one, in one pattern, rawr, forwards, backwards, like just, <laughs> just a truck. Truck, <laughs> forwards, backwards with a truck. You know, whereas Don it started utilizing all his little skills and all his little tricks um, and that's what got Don through there, but he still had to grit his teeth. It wasn't wasn't easy. I can't imagine something. He still had to be like very sharp with his brain, you know, and changing technique where it had to be changed. Because if Don went hard up against this one guy and went strength for strength, Don's not going to win that. And Don's one of the strongest guys that I know. But he wasn't stronger than this guy. This guy was a monster, and he had a little more weight than Don. So that's why, guys, we always have to think a about doing our jiu-jitsu against someone that's bigger and stronger, okay? And B, doing jiu-jitsu and preparing yourself until you, uh, for when you're old and when you don't have that big amount of strength and muscle. Um, and you're not doing all those deadlifts and squats throughout the week. You know, prepare your jiu-jitsu for the older you is very important. Now, an essential element of self-organization is your breathing. You hear go easy. We're saying, how many times have you said relax in this podcast, man? You gotta relax, you gotta relax. How many uh, times do you hear it in a fundamentals and in intro class? Uh, relax. Uh, you gotta relax, man. Just number relax, of times relax. I've heard the relax in the last month is in the hundreds. Yeah, you gotta relax. relax. Just relax, just relax. Relax, All man. relaxing. Relax. You know what that means for a white belt? Like someone who's never done jiu-jitsu before? It's hard, man. It almost yeah. means like, yeah, don't breathe. Just stop breathing. Just don't breathe. Don't breathe. Because it comes so, it's so innate to them. The tension in their body is so innate. It's, it's within them. So in that case, if it's within them, uh, give me a Sorry guys, there was a little bit of uh, unnecessary noise going. We had to sort it out, but we're back. So what I was saying, um, we're always talking about relax. We're always telling our white belts and everybody, a blue, everybody, Relax, 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 relax. Um, what, did it, what is it to relax? How do you relax, Maddie? Has anyone ever told you how to relax? Do people just tell you to relax, they tell you how to relax. Hey, relax. No, people just tell you to just relax, relax, just not relax, how to relax. Exactly. No, I don't, that, that's like a skill people don't get taught. You just get told to do it. Yeah, and it's like, what, what do you mean by that? What do we mean by that, Maddie? How do I, okay, I'll relax, but how? Well, to Told me to do something that I'm not even doing myself. How do you relax? You need to remove the tension from your body. And how do you do that? Okay, thank you very much. Um, your breathing. The breath is everything. What was Steve Maxwell saying about the breath? Oh, it was everything. Yeah, he, like in the seminars that we did Can all over the, all over Australia. Any sound you ever make that goes, <gasps> then all of those. Yeah, he called like, that Valsava, Valsava sing. He'd go, <gasps> Shit, my, my cramp's gonna come again. Uh, <laughs> just, just from yeah, um, that, that squeezing noise, the noise of squeezing. the squeezing noise. Yeah, um, he's saying to avoid that when you can. Um, and then he, he was talking about chest breathing. So if you, um, hopefully not driving, but if you bring your hands when you're not driving, and you bring your hands, stand up, and you bring your hands to your clavicles, your collarbones, and you breathe into your collarbones, or you breathe in at least. Are your collarbones moving? 
and then from here, from your collarbones, you're gonna come and put two fingers, index finger and your middle finger, to your intercostals, which are just like next to your ribs, let's say underneath your nipples and pecs, a little bit there. And you're gonna breathe, and you're gonna feel, are your intercostals expanding? And then you're gonna put your hand on your back, one hand on your back, and one hand, like the back of your hand on your back, and the front, and the, the palm of your hand, or the other hand, on your belly. And you're gonna take some breath into your belly. Well, you're gonna take some breaths. And your job is to feel where it is, where is it that, where it is that um, you're moving mostly. So Phil, uh, Steve would make a distinction between, you know, being a belly breather, you know, being a like, breathing from your intercostals and breathing from your chest. And the chest breath, um, and I, like I agree with this, it, 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 if someone comes out and startles you, Maddie, like you're walking along the street one day and someone like comes out like, Brah! Yeah. <gasps> you take, your shoulders come up. Your shoulders come yeah. up, your chest expands because it's a very shallow breath that comes up to your chest. And so when you're breathing habitually just up, shallow breaths into your chest and your collarbones are coming up, that incites like stress as it is. It's a stress response as it is, breathing into your chest. Some people don't know what it is, but you're staying tight because you know, you're developing a lot of tension and that's coming simply through your breathing. Same thing, similar thing to do with the intercostals. Now look, um, and then, or at least we'll talk about the diaphragm. So when, you know, Steve says, like, if you can feel your, your hand expanding into your belly and your back and the sides, because the diaphragm is one big, it's like a big bell-shaped um, area, like, yeah. in, like in, your, in your belly, within your belly. And that's when you, like, to rest and digest, you have, like, your sympathetic nervous system, that's your fight-or-flight response. And that's a, <gasps> run away, like, sprint or run or fight or something like that. And then you have rest and digest, which works into your parasympathetic nervous system. And that's when you start feeling, you come into your belly and you breathe into your belly. And when you breathe in through your nose, it comes along your palate, comes down your trachea, and it comes into your diaphragm when your belly button expands into your belt, if you're wearing a belt, into your, into your T-shirt. Um, and that's gonna be how you, know, you, can, you can put your whole body and all of your musculature into a bit more of a relaxed state. Um, that's very important. Now, I don't think, you know, you could be, you're either this or you're that or you're that, and you're bad if you breathe through your chest. It's just something just to notice, just to notice the differences. I can breathe it like this, I can breathe like that, and these are the effects. Not, not just where you breathe, but also where you breathe through. So as mm -hmm. opposed to mouth breathing, breathing or nose breathing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that breathing in and out through your mouth is often, uh, well, Steve Maxwell believes that it's often associated with chest breathing through the mouth yeah as opposed yeah you to, only take shallow breaths and it's coming correct through your whereas mouth. when you breathe through your nose it's a lot more for your it's easier to breathe through your diaphragm yeah so when you want to relax close your mouth mm -hmm. imagine when you're tired you've just done a sprint what how do you how do you breathe when you've just sprinted <sighs> yeah <sighs> you're trying to get the oxygen yeah you're trying to pump it but if, yeah. you, if you do the same thing through your nose you actually get more mm-hmm and it takes awareness, does it not? Mm, definitely. Because if no one tells you that, if you don't think, where am I breathing from? You just breathe. Yeah. You know, and if you're like, oh, hold on, where am I breathing from? Hey, breathing through your nose, okay. Different relative to the first one. Mm. And it's always important that we try many ways, different ways of doing things and find the way that works well for us as well. So when you talk about breathing through your nose and through your mouth, Maddie, that's absolutely critical. So that is why we have a little drill, a little practice for you guys today. Yeah, Here's the task. When you with when you go to class next and maybe doing an open mat or even 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 rolling sessions, you know, um, in, in within your class, find a partner, or you can even do it yourself, and put some water in your mouth. Just don't swallow the water, but keep the water in your mouth. The water's in there, you can swish it around, you can do whatever you want with it, it mixes with spit, but that's no problem because it's your spit. Um, and you just, get, you just have it in your mouth and it sits in your mouth. Think about how much you know, you're, you're, you're squeezing shut your jaw. Your jaw doesn't have to be mega shut. You don't have to grind your teeth. Um, you just let your lips, just close your lips and relax your jaw, relax your face, relax your whole body. Because we're not here to tighten things up, we're here to relax things. 
Um, your aim is to keep the water in your mouth. Okay, so just keep the water in your mouth. Now, if you have water in your mouth and your mouth is closed, how can you breathe? My nose. It comes in through the nose. Okay, and you have no choice but to breathe in through your nose. Otherwise, you cough, you choke, or you spit water out onto your partner and they, don't, they won't like you anymore, so don't do that. Now, feel yourself absorb air through, down into your, into your diaphragm. Feel your ribs expand. Bring your breath down to below your belly button and then let it go out the same way. Now, when you roll with your partner, start light. Of course, you gotta start light because you're doing something different. Um, and throughout the roll, check in with your breath. You will find that there's an element of, you know, like ex perceived exertion, the level of exertion, yeah. if you do this properly, will have to match your ability to breathe in and out. And then, you know, so the bouts, the times where, you, let's say you're stuck under a mountain in Upa, and you make that little movement happen again, and you squeeze and you, you like you roar with effort. If you have water in your mouth, you're gonna think twice, three times about that, and then you won't do that because you won't be able to. You can only breathe in through your nose. The other thing is you don't wanna to exert too much for too long because you're gonna to have to definitely think about, hey, can I recover from this bout? I can't, I can't yeah. open my mouth. So sometimes if there's like a big scramble or a big transition, I'm breathing, always breathing, but always in front, never behind the eight ball to the point where you exhaust yourself because then it's game over as well. Um, when you start thinking about your breathing like this I find that it'll carry across I love the water rolling I find yeah. it carries across to everywhere so you'll find you start to find even when you're not water rolling but you start to find just in your normal rolling in Jiu Jitsu that you, you'll stop in certain positions and you go ah oh, let's get a few breaths because yeah. I feel like I've used a bit of exertion here let's get it back and I wouldn't you wouldn't have that without the, the water rolling yeah and you'd just be going you, still still going you're still going a hundred percent and like you, you get to think mm. you think clearly so much you think yeah you think yes rather than it all becoming just a big bit of chaos a bit of big blur yeah no no like i think the fact that you are breathing helps you think clearly and helps you think through problems um and that's that's very important that's such a big benefit of doing this Again, this is one of Steve's. Full credit goes to Steve. Steve, yeah, Steve came back. Steve has a few of these little tips. Um, and there we go. We're talking about that in the, in the blog too. Notice how your thoughts evolve with a different method of breathing. Sense the panic associated with not having enough oxygen to accomplish your goals. You panic. Like it gets, it gets very uncomfortable when you don't have enough oxygen. It's like you're suffocating. Someone, not In this case, somebody isn't even suffocating you. You're suffocating yourself. So slow down slow down relax you get slower you get more tired it'll be uncomfortable initially but then you will actively remind yourself to breathe into your belly adjust the discomfort and you'll continue exploring leverage and refining your technique the water is your friend and it helps you to embody slow and this will improve your capacity to learn of course Maddie, if it gets too much all you have to do is swallow it don't spit it out on the mats you just gotta swallow it, but you've learned. And do your best not to swallow it. Like, don't pike out on it like that. Um, really keep it in your mouth, you know, and do it with your partner, because you guys are gonna be on the same page. It's no it's no fun if you've got one person going absolutely like ballistic on you, yeah, and you're yeah. there trying to stay calm. Again, we're talking environment, and within environment, you know, you, you're trying to create an environment conducive to learning and conducive to the goals that you want to get to. So if you're gonna do something like this, do it with somebody that understands. Do it with like a with like a calm, like a, a training partner on your path as well. Yeah, um, one thing that similar to the water roll, uh, be yoga for people to learn to relax, especially if you spend a lot of time at the gym. For one thing, and you've done plenty of your fair bit of yoga before. Yeah. What's one of the things? Uh, and what, what led me to this is when you're talking about water is you know how tense your mouth is when you're holding the water in the mouth yeah one thing that you go during your class relax your forehead yeah relax your jaw because even cheeks. when we're your cheeks you, even when we're doing any form of exercise one of the real common things that we're not aware of is 
how tense is my like you you, you carry tension in your forehead mm-hmm. so you might be doing your best not to squeeze your arms your legs and trying to be in this really nice yoga pose where it's all very alignment based and all of a sudden you're realizing your tent you your 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 eyebrows are all burrowed and mm-hmm. uh, it's like you're squeezing your face it's like well hang on because why you're squeezing? exerting effort correct we don't need to exert that effort so with water in the mouth it's the same top thing except it's an opportunity to go i don't need effort in my face yes there you go because you said it's not just effort like we need effort because you need effort to stand on your leg and then do the yeah, trick top pose or whatever it's called correct you need effort but you that squeeze on your face isn't it's not helping it's not helping no and if you that that's going to that's going to permeate throughout your body mm-hmm. and it's the same in jiu-jitsu if you're t- tense in your face it's going to carry across everywhere and Maddie, that's exactly what see what i was talking about before like put a note down yeah if you well if you relax your brain what does that mean if you have thoughts in your head when you're doing that yoga pose saying i better better get that pose i better get that pose i better get it oh my god my yoga teacher's watching my yoga teacher's watching i have to do the pressure's on the pressure's on the pressure's on look at my face (laughs) you can feel it you can hear it right you can hear the voice because i'm anxious in my thoughts yeah and that comes out in my body whereas if i'm like okay let me just try let me see let me um, embody the the calm of the yoga teacher you know it's okay let me find my breath if I fall I fall it's okay I'm just gonna put my foot back down and just, try again just training let me relax let me smile let me enjoy oh, boom then that happens so that's what I mean by relaxing your breath your brain okay and making sure that you have thoughts in your head that allow you to relax do you when um, you do jiu-jitsu people it's not a fight this isn't war when I'm going up against Maddie I'm thinking okay get his arm here, do this, hip escape there, you know, catch this hook here. I'm not like, die, Matty, <laughs> die, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, even when you're saying that, you could hear it in your voice. Yeah. You, you could, I bet everyone listening can see a facial expression of someone speaking like that. Yeah. Do you remember? I'm sure you can imagine it. A few years back, there was a, a, a meme that came out and it was like photogenic jujitsu guy. Yeah. And it's just this guy who's sitting like an omoplata and he's just like, looks like he's posing for a picture. That's that's the face of someone who's relaxed. Oh, Clark Gracie? I can't remember who it was. Bl- either, yeah. Either way, it's, he's in like this beautiful, putting someone in an omoplata. Yeah, yeah. And he's just got this like, that's Clark not Gracie. even breaking a sweat, just like well-maintained. He does omoplatas in his sleep that day. But that's, awesome. that's relaxed though. He, he yeah. couldn't do that if he wasn't relaxed. I'm sure he could, but you know, like that's, you want to be that level of relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for, to be that level of relaxed, you have to be relaxed in your thoughts, in your mind, in your body, and around you as well has to be in a relaxed environment. You know what's interesting? Sometimes I put like some Thievery Corporation. If you guys, listeners have heard Thievery Corporation, you'll know how awesome they are. Um, it's like full chilled music. Yeah. Um, don't even know what like genre, but it's just chilled. Mm-hmm. And then you see the class, everyone's smiling, relaxed. Yeah. Sometimes nice we put on some like either like you know gangster rap or some like probably Danny's hardcore like yeah. techno stuff, yep. and everybody like just has just a different intensity, mm. and it's got to do with the environment too. And it's how funny the fact that we think that we're in control of all of our behaviors, but someone puts different music on, and then like automatically yeah. your, your your mind kind of changes That's a little it. bit. Intensity ramps up. But look, guys, the thing don't fight, feel is different. It's a different approach to the one that you know you might be used to. Um, it's a di- we're not fighting, but when you work on your approach to jujitsu, you can enjoy immeasurable benefits in all areas of your game within jujitsu. If you guys, if we learn how to relax, your half guard's gonna get better. All your mount escapes are gonna get better. Your guard's gonna get better. Like everything, every position in between, everything's gonna get better. Your whole self, your whole being's gonna get better. Your pin's gonna get heavier when you relax. Your submissions get sharper. Jiu-Jitsu gets more fun. Days get better. It's because breathing is the essence of life. If you don't breathe, you die. So as you use Jiu-Jitsu to understand your breathing better, you think better, you move better, you feel more calm and safe and alive everywhere outside of Jiu-Jitsu as well. And when we tell you to take it easy, this isn't a signal to be lazy as much as allow for an increased sense of feel. It's one way to understand it, at least. Mm. Um, Maddie, this is a big topic. It really is, because we're telling people to do something completely foreign. Um, well, it's counterintuitive. Yes. We're learning to fight, so your instinct isn't to be all, you know, I'm not going to say loosey-goosey, relaxed, and like 
but you want to be an octopus and an octopus isn't an octopus doesn't have eight eight swords for legs yes it has eight things that can be fluid octopus yeah there's not one bit of tension in the octopus no there's not zero yeah even when we're choking i don't need to squeeze your head off to choke see how it tightens but doesn't get stiff correct it's this nice it's a closing area if i'm tense imagine if you had big biceps too Mm -hmm. bigger than bigger than mine for sure i wouldn't be able to close that's pretty hard like how am i going to choke someone if i can't touch my own shoulder yeah because your arm's tight yeah. versus relaxing your arm and then allowing the joint to, I can't, I to get can't. further range of motion look what I want to say more than anything is the fact that um, this it's an approach when we say to relax it's a philosophy for life essentially mm. it really is what we're saying when we say relax is Maddie, just take a back step man don't be like so so mega enthusiastic and keen to uh, perform because when that happens you just your, your effort goes through the roof again like in saying it what we're saying I guess um, it goes way beyond the mats sometimes you just got to sit back sometimes you got to learn how to yield you know I can't win everything if I try to win everything that's when I'm going to be stiff and anxious and overly excited and, yeah. and then get counted you know Absolutely. um if I relax and I let someone, instead of being stiff and fighting someone away and holding them at bay, oh, as you were saying that at the very beginning, that anti-jujitsu style of thing, well, then I'm never going to see the opportunity for the sweep that comes 80% of the way through because yep. I'm never letting them get past 20%. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm never letting them 20% pass to finish their technique. We want to let them start. Yes, let them start. Instead of just not letting them start. Exactly. That's very, very different. Um, But, you know, and what you were just saying, you know, relax, yield. mm -hmm. What did we talk about in the last podcast? The long game. This is how we're going to commit to the long game is by relaxing. I don't know how long you can keep using your muscles for. One thing Professor was hammering in, not hammering, but in every uh, seminar he did, in, in, I saw him in, he talked about no one, we're all going to uh, get old. Mm-hmm. We can't stop that. Mm-hmm. So if my game is based on, and that's all I've got. My will. If your game is based on your will, that will will eventually subside. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe your will won't subside, but your your ability, your physical ability definitely will. So then if willpower relies on your physical abilities and that goes downhill, then you're gonna go downhill. So keep your keep your technique sharp. Relax on the mats, people to relax off the mats and enjoy. Enjoy enjoy um jujitsu. Um enjoy what it's like to just kind of let things be. Um and enjoy quality, enjoy quality movements, enjoy quality jujitsu. And the best way to do that is with is through your breath, okay? Mm-hmm. And letting things come, letting things go. Um, lots to learn here, Maddie. That Great. was awesome. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Apologies for the, what, cramps? Cramps. Uh, a few little stops there. But um, we did it. We made it to the end. Thank you so much again. Um, on to the next one. Us. Hey, let us know as well. I hope you enjoyed this one. Let us know what you enjoyed about it. Um, Let us know how we can improve. Hopefully the sound quality is good. Hopefully we've got some more topics to talk to you about. Hit us up. um, Give us some suggestions. Much love, people. Ciao. Bye.